You know, if my mother was still around today, I know that she'd love to keep the conversations going with some of today's stars and see how they would answer her questions. And now, Carol Burnett talks to Lucy. I'd like to ask you a few questions. Would you give me some quick answers? Okay, darling. How did you get started in the business? Oh, well, actually, it was an accident because I wanted to be, I thought I was going to be a journalist. And I um, got into UCLA with the idea that I would major in journalism, but uh, they did not have a major in journalism at UCLA. I could take a course in journalism and join the school paper, but that would be about it. So I was looking through the catalog, and uh, I I came across a, a major called Theater Arts English, which would then allow me to take playwriting courses, which I was also interested in. So I that I decided that would be my major. Once I got in, though, uh, I had not realized that if you're a major in any one of the theater arts divisions, like theater arts English, theater arts film, theater arts theater, so on, you had to, as a freshman, take certain courses such as acting, an acting course, a course in costumes, a course in scenery building, things like that. So I had to do all of that. And then I wound up in this acting class. (laughs) I was terrified. And uh, there were only about 14 of us in the class. And uh, I had to do a a monologue, a scene. And uh, I did it. And it was kind of light and funny and they laughed where they should have I'm happy to say and I thought well that's really a lot of fun and then I tried out for some of the student written one acts and I got into those and uh, all of a sudden I I hadn't ever realized what fun it was to do comedy and uh, then later on um, a friend a, a fellow student said can you carry a tune and I said, uh, yeah, because my mother and grandmother and I used to sing in the kitchen <laughs> while Mama would play the ukulele. And uh, so they put me in a scene, in a musical comedy scene from uh, South Pacific, and I was in the chorus as one of the nurses. And I belted out, and I was very loud, and so <laughs> which I never knew I had that kind of power. But I I was very brave because I was singing with other girls. And then uh, they took me out of that and they said, would you do a scene from Guys and Dolls where I would sing Adelaide's Lament, which was a solo, and I was nervous about that. And the director said, well, she has, in in the song, Adelaide has a bad cold, and that's what she's singing about. And I thought, well, okay, so she's got a cold. I don't have to sound too great. And that gave me my uh, courage to do a solo. And uh, then that became what I really wanted to do was musical comedy. And, uh, you know, in the bug bit, and I eventually wanted to go and wound up in New York, uh, hoping that I could be on the Broadway stage. So that's how I got my start. It's a long-winded answer, but there it is. What do you like about yourself the most? Well, I guess I, it's, that sounds like you're going to pat yourself on the back. I don't mean that, but what I, I've said before, I think what I like about myself 
the most is that I'm open to other people's opinions. I might not agree, but I'm open to listening. Uh, and, you know, maybe my mind might be changed. And also, I'm proud that I like to be friendly. I think that's what I like the most about myself. What advice would you give to young girls to aspire to the acting profession? Everybody who uh, is lucky enough to earn a living in show business, they all got there in a different way. There's no one way to do it. But you do have to have what I call the fire in the belly. You have to want it and believe in yourself and go after it. Uh, you can't have any doubts about your ability to someday, you know, uh, making a living. I went into it thinking if I could just make enough to pay for my food and a roof over my head and clothes, you know, that I would be happy. There's another thing, though, aside from the fire in the belly, is uh, there are times when you might try out for something and not get it, you know, uh, you audition and you don't get the part or whatever. And what helped me was because I remember one time I was auditioning for, I think it was probably a chorus or something in a Broadway show, and they narrowed it down to me and another girl. And I thought I had it. I thought I had the job, but I didn't. She had it. She got it. And you know what saved me was, and I don't know how I came up with this, but I'm grateful for it. So here's my advice. I said to myself, well, you know what? It's her turn. It's not my turn. My turn will come someday, but this time it's her turn. And that saved me from being depressed. Aren't they always throwing uh, at you this question about how do you keep your femininity and still be a comedian? <laughs> how does one keep their femininity? I think you keep it by uh, actually uh, imitating Lucille Ball because she was the most feminine of all of them and was beautiful and she could do it. And she just uh, she went for it, but she was definitely... Very, very feminine. Now, I, you know, I, I don't consider myself a beauty at all, uh, and I, I, I think I'm feminine because I'm a woman. But uh, that's a tough question to answer. Keep your femininity. I, I never thought about it. I never think about it. Just go for, for, what, what you think is funny, and be truthful with it. And you know, God willing, you, you still. A female. <laughs> this is a tough one. That's a tough one to answer. What do you think of today's young people? Well, it depends on who you're talking about, whether what young people. You know, um, I have a grandson who's going to be 15, and um, he's very smart and hip and stuff. I get, but you know, though, I'm so. What I'm not happy about with the young people today is the fact that they don't play stickball in the street. What I mean is, when I was growing up, I'd go out and play. Now they're glued to their video games and telephones. That's what I, I'm not happy with. But I am happy that they're getting more involved in what's going on in the world. I was rather oblivious when I was growing up, except for when World War II happened. But uh, I think... Um, 
I, it's it's hard because I don't know that many really young people anymore, you know, at my age. <laughs> so, but I can only go by what uh, what he is going through and his friends and so forth. And I, I find them a lot of fun to talk to. A lot of them have a great sense of humor, and I like that. I just wish they would get out and play more. That's all. Do you feel strongly about certain things? And if so, what? I feel strongly about people being nice to each other. I think that's really so important. Uh, and even to be nice to strangers. Sometimes I play this game. I might be in the grocery store and somebody would be ahead of me in line and I would pick out something about them. Like I remember this one time I said to this one lady, I said, you have the most beautiful hair. It's just, you just, it's so beautiful. And she just lit up, you know, and it was true. I didn't make it up. She was a stranger and she was kind of a little gloomy when she was standing in line. But when she heard that compliment, her whole face changed, you know, and she came to life. And it was just a little thing that I said that I think kind of maybe made her day. I do it with people when I go out to a restaurant or anything, you know, I'll say, you just have the greatest smile, but you can't make it up. You have to find something that is absolutely true. But just to be friendly and nice and accessible, I think, uh, is important. It's very important to me. What would you change about yourself if you were given a magic wand tonight? I would be a natural redhead. You know, if my mother was still around today, I know that she'd love to keep the conversations going with some of today's stars and see how they would answer her questions. And now, Sally Struthers talks to Lucy. I'd like to ask you a few questions. Would you give me some quick answers? Okay. Did you know that this is what you were going to do while you were growing up? Is this what you always wanted to be? Oh, <laughs> that's... That's hilarious because, you know, when you're five and you're little Ricky, you say you want to be a fireman. <laughs> That's not what you become. But when I realized that I had a future I had to think about was probably high school time. And just like my father, I decided I wanted to be a doctor. My father was a family doctor or as they call them, a GP. And I felt sorry for him that he didn't have any sons. He had two daughters. No Struthers brothers. So I thought, well, I'll follow in his footsteps. And then I was in my senior year of high school and I had a, an official nervous breakdown. Nobody knew what was going on with me. I didn't know what was going on with me, but I cried incessantly for over a day. And my mother finally called my father and said, you better come to the house. I don't know what's wrong with Sally, but she can't stop crying. And he couldn't get me to stop either. So he gave me a shot to put me to sleep. And I slept for 15 hours and I woke up again crying. And my mother took my face in her hands and she said, what is it? And I said, I don't know. And she said, you must know what you're feeling inside. And I blurted out, I can't do it. And she said, do what, honey? I can't be a doctor. She said, 
well, who said you had to be a doctor? I said, I did, because I feel sorry for dad. And she said, well, yes, but you can if you want to. You're on the honor roll. You do well in science and math. I said, no. Don't you remember when I had to do the cow's eye and the frog in biology class that I threw up? I said, how am I going to work on a cadaver for a year? <laughs> and she said, well, then you don't have to do that. And I said, well, then what will I be? And she said, well, why don't you become an actress? <laughs> and I said, well, why would I do that? And she said, you've been entertaining the family since you could walk and talk. I'll find an acting school for you to go to a college that has a great program. You could... And, and I said, well, they won't take me. So she found an ad in a McCall's magazine that said, with Raymond Burr pointing out like an Uncle Sam poster, you too can become an actor at the Pasadena Playhouse College of Theater Arts. She said, we'll apply there. And we did. And I got accepted. And now I'm talking to you. What entertains you or amuses you the most? Anyone's momentary loss of dignity. <laughs> I once saw Mo Howard interviewed on the news. He was the last standing um, stooge from the Three Stooges. And the newscaster was asking him what he thought was the reason they were so successful with their inane comedy. And Mo Howard said, momentary loss of dignity. It's always hilarious. And it is. I mean, you laugh at people when they trip or they fall down or... Or, uh, or the spinach in their teeth. It's just funnier than anything. And I always go for that myself. I do something that's not dignified because I know that it's, it's going to be hilarious to other people. My favorite thing to do in a movie theater is to buy a big tub of popcorn and butter it on three layers, tons of movie theater faux butter. And then as I'm walking down the aisle in the dark in a crowded movie theater, I pretend to trip and I throw the tub in the air and the popcorn goes all over everyone and all of that movie theater butter. And I've supposedly lost my dignity. And instead of people getting mad at me that I've got butter on their clothes and in their hair, they're laughing. So that's it. Momentary loss of dignity. That's the deal. Is there anything that you would really like to do that you can't do? There are a couple of things, and, and I'll just tell you a couple of things because then you would understand that many more things follow what I'm going to say. What I would like to do that I can't do is reach the second shelf in the kitchen or actually be able to see out the people on a hotel room door. I have to say who is it and then believe it's really who they say they are. Do you enjoy being alone, really alone at times? Oh, never, 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 never. I didn't want to drive when I became 15 years old and could get a learner's permit and get in an automobile and have someone teach me. My mother kept begging me because my sister Sue was driving. And I said, I don't want to drive, Mom. And she'd wait a few weeks and she'd say, we can go today and you can get your learner's permit and I'll teach you how to drive. And I'd say, no. And she finally, she always had to ask me the big question, Sally, what is it? Why won't you want to learn to drive? And I said, because then I'd be alone in the car. I like being in the car with you, Mom. I like it when you're driving and we put the radio on and we sing together. 
I don't want to be alone. And that's the way I've been my whole adult life. I've owned three different homes in my life as an adult. And all of them have had extra bedrooms. And I fill those extra bedrooms with friends or family, people that come live with me so that I'm never alone. Somebody interviewing me for a newspaper once said, what is your problem with being alone? And I said, well, we've got eternity to be alone in the grave. While I'm alive, I want to be around people. What do you think of today's young people? (laughs) I could tell you what I think, but that's probably not productive. So why don't I tell you what I hope about today's young people? I hope that they become the stewards of this planet that we have failed to do ourselves, all of us supposed grown-ups. And I hope they forgive us for our folly and our mistakes. And I hope that they bring this planet back to what it used to be a couple of hundred years ago. And I hope that they all have a sense of humor. If you were not in the business, what would you like to be doing? You know, I'm getting to the age where I probably shouldn't be in the business anymore. But my fantasy has always been to run an inn. I love decorating, so I would love decorating all the rooms and the lobby and making everything the way I find should be beautiful. And I love meeting people and I love cleaning. Cleaning is my mantra. I, I, if no one else will do the windows or the vacuuming or fluff the pillows, I will. I feel really good when I'm doing it. And I wanna name the inn Sally's Inn. And then I want whoever answers the phone at the desk to know the whole Abbott and Costello who's on first base routine because I want them to do it with Sally's Inn. <laughs> Hello, Sally's in. Hello, may I please speak to Sally? No, Sally's out. But I thought this was Sally's in. Yes, it's Sally's in, but Sally's out. That's my fantasy. Sally's in. What advice would you give to young girls to aspire uh, to the acting profession? I've had to do this already, and I sit down and give them my most serious look, and I tell them that success is promised to very few. And so it's a mandate to do the work, to study, 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 take lots of classes, do lots of watching, watch films and watch movies and TV shows and plays and and start to be able to discern who rises to the top, who's, who's the most believable, what is it that they're doing or not doing that really works. And then after that, it's still about luck. And there is no such thing as luck. For an actress, it's simply preparation meeting opportunity. So if you're prepared and an opportunity arises, then you won't blow it. And also, I would tell them my personal secret is to do something on an interview that no one else has done all day long with the casting people or the director or whoever you're reading in front of, because they'll remember you. I mean, if you walk into an office and there's two chairs by the desk, the person sitting behind and one over in the corner, go sit in the one in the corner and make them have to look at you across the room because... They'll be seeing you from a different position than everyone else they talked to today. I went in to meet with Sam Peckinpah, the director, uh, to uh, possibly be cast in his role called um, The Getaway with Steve McQueen and Ali McGraw. The first thing I saw behind him on the wall was a dartboard. And before he could even ask me a question, I said, is that a dartboard? He said, yeah. And I said, do you play darts? And he says, yes. And I said, will you teach me? And he spent the next half hour teaching me to throw darts. And that was our interview. And I got a call the next day. I got the part. So be inventive on your interviews.